Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. Jim, you didn't realize that Uber drivers give their passengers ratings. No, I, I knew I could rate the driver, but I didn't know I was getting judged as well. You thought it was a one-way rating system? Yeah. Nope. When you're in the back of an Uber, you are being critiqued by the driver. And Chelsea from our promotions department is here. Uh, Chelsea, you were at a Juno's after party the other night, and you got a bad Uber review on the weekend. Why did the driver not so, give you four so stars Sunday or five night, stars? We were all at Palisades Social Bowl at around 2 a.m., wonderful time to do so. They brought out an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And then drunk Chelsea took like 14 pancakes, but I didn't have, there weren't any plates left. So I just put them in in like napkins in my hand. And then each (laughs) pancake, I put like a little dab of syrup and butter on each pancake. And then I took it with me into my Uber. And so I'm back there munching along on my pancakes. And the Uber driver's like, oh, can you, what are you eating back there? And I'm like, oh, pancakes. And he's like, oh, can you, can you not eat that back there? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. But I definitely kept eating them back there. (laughs) And what did he give you? I got you? only 3.5 stars. 3.5. I know, my flawless rating ruined because I ate pancakes. Well, he did ask you nicely first if you wouldn't mind stopping. I know, I didn't care. I, was, <laughs> I needed some some carbs. Do you know what your your Uber rating is now? My overall one? Yeah. I think I'm still at like a 4.5, which is very good. How do you find it? I didn't even know they could rate. I, I, I know open, you can rate the driver. I didn't know the password. Open the app. Open the app uh, and then look at your profile. I think yeah. I'm also not a full five because sometimes when I come home with my husband, my husband always falls asleep in the back seat. And it's always super awkward because it's just me and the Uber So you're driver. blaming producer Eric. Yes, because he falls asleep in the back of the Uber almost every time. I'm a 4.91. That's pretty good. How are you better bad. than me as if? Well, because I don't eat... Pancakes or waffles or any sort of <laughs> breakfast pastry in the back of my cars. I don't mean to brag, guys, but I'm a 4.98. Boom! Whoa. Wow. What must be heck, that guys? thrilling conversation work I do with most of the drivers. Wow, I must be terrible. I wonder if they if you don't tip, because now there, there's the thing pops up when you rate the driver. Like I never you tip. You can tip the driver. I do you never s- tip? I, I never do tip. sometimes. I always tip a buck. It's like the easiest tip you could give somebody, and it's satisfying. I was with an Uber driver Friday night. I was going to descent, down to some Juno stuff. He said he picked a guy up from a store, and the guy had bought a mini fridge, and he helped the, carry the mini fridge up to the second Aww. floor of this guy's apartment, and the guy and didn't, didn't tip him. Oh, rude. I hope the mini fridge guy's listening right now. He's like, whoops. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, though? Like That is going above and beyond. If anything warrants a tip. But the big thing about Uber when it started was you didn't have to tip, exactly. right? Exactly. That's why I liked it. You don't have to tip anybody anywhere. Sure, but you couldn't tip. Like, the excuse was there, oh, it goes right on your credit yeah. card. You can't tip. But now they put the tip option in, so it's just like taking a cab. I wonder, they've got it. I don't think it's fair, but they must rate you based on whether or not you tip as well. Oh, I, maybe that's why I'm only a 4.5. <laughs> you never tip. I never tip. Never. Like, maybe if I got into an Uber and he had, like, water, Gatorade, maybe he had, like, a breakfast sandwich or something back there for me to eat. Some maybe pancakes. I'd, maybe I'd be like, <laughs> yes, you are my guy, but no, usually I don't typically tip. Because I always thought it was built into their fee, so I never... 
And I always saw it was a thing, but I was like, I don't need to really give them a tip. But now I, now I feel like I should. Yeah, I think you should, Chelsea. If you're slopping around <laughs> maple syrup in their back seat, wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> a little sticky. We got some text messages coming in here from Uber drivers. Hi, Taz. I'm an Uber driver. Let Chelsea know 4.5 is not good. It's not a good rating. I wouldn't pick her up. Really? Yeah. Uh, he also says, I rate passengers before I see the tip. So saying that the tip has nothing to do with whether or not uh, he gives you a good review or not. As it should. Passengers are typically 4.75 or higher. I give them a five-star rating as long as they don't disrespect me or my car. What was your rating again, Taz? 4.9. Okay. 4.91. You're what? 4.98? I'm stressed out now, though. Like, we don't... (laughs) We don't have far to fall before <laughs> we're like blacklisted from yeah. Uber. What's the point of the rating system if a 4.5 is the bottom? You know what I mean? Like if you can be denied at 4.5, what do you need three and two stars for? Yeah. Like that's a that's what a, that's an Oscar nominated movie if you have a 4.5 <laughs> star rating, right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like two, I would understand. Okay, this passenger is obviously a jerk, but 4.5 and you're not picking them up? A little picky. Hmm. Hmm. What if we promise only to eat Pop-Tarts in the back of your car? <laughs> no more pancakes. I want to see you peacock. Time for sports with Peacock, and we got to talk about Mike Trout. He's a baseball player, and yesterday he became the highest paid player. He has the richest contract in the history of American sports. The Angels are paying him $430 million over 12 seasons, which is $100 million more than Bryce Harper got over 13 seasons. And we were freaking out about that contract a week ago. And he was trying to lure uh, Trout to uh, Philadelphia in two years when his contract was set to expire. So the crazy thing about this isn't just the $430 million, it's he decided to do this right now when he could have waited two more years. Now, if someone offers me $430 million. Hard to say no. Yeah. You better sleep on it. <laughs> An average of $36 million per season, which is about $10 million more than uh, Harper will make annually. Uh, Trout's 27 years old. He's already signed with the Angels through 2020, but... Apparently, they didn't want him sniffing around free agency. And this contract is going to like cancel out the final two years. So this will be his new contract. So starting, starting now. Starting now. He, you got to think he's gonna his entire career is going to be with the Angels now. Hundred percent. I mean, that's he he likes being uh, with the LA Angels. That was a consideration for him, and he's going to be a career guy. I mean, it's 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 a wonderful deal for I think for both sides. Is anyone worth that kind of money? Is he worth that kind of money? Is any player worth that kind of money? Well, uh, when you are the LA Angels and you have uh, billion-dollar broadcast deals, when you make uh, millions of dollars off of his uh, selling his jersey, off of hats, off of shirts, off of merchandise, tickets, uh, beer, pop, everything, uh, he's worth it. Like they're, They are making more than $36 million a year off of Mike Trout's name. Plus, he is on the fast track to the Hall of Fame. 
So they will be making money off of Mike Trout long after he has retired as well. Some baseball fans saying he's not worth it. Others are are calling this deal a bargain. Uh, It was on a website, Fangraphs.com. They estimate market value based on wins above replacement. And they say with Trout's production last year, he should have been worth $79 million last season alone. So funny, the funny thing is when I was talking about all the reasons why he's worth the money, I didn't even mention anything he did on the field. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. That he's a popular player. He's a popular player and he's really good. And one of the funny things too is, like, so like it's this is the richest North American deal, as you said. There's some question as to whether it's the most expensive pro sports deal ever. And the only reason we don't know that for sure is, and so for all, all the people upset about how much Mike Trout's about to make, there's we don't know all the contract deals for uh, Lionel Messi and Christ- Cristiano Ronaldo. Messi, it's believed, in 2017-2018, made $84 million in one season. <laughs> Makes me want to go in the backyard start throwing the ball around with my boy. <laughs> well, throw the ball around, kick the ball around, be- and, if, and if he's a lefty, uh, get him pitching and throwing a lefty because lefty pitchers will have long careers. Is this the new normal? Do you think we'll see another contract of this size in the next year or two? Absolutely not. Uh, Mike Trout is a special case. Baseball has been trending away from these huge 12-year deals. The only players who are getting them are the generational talents. Baseball is getting even deeper into analytics and GMs who are uh, teams who have GMs who are more like Yale, Harvard business guys who have no real baseball kind of playing experience, they do not see the value in players 35 plus because their production tails off for the so the end of this contract for Mike Trout probably going to be pretty ugly when he's 38 years old making 36 million dollars and not producing at his normal rate. And we did this with uh, Bryce Harper when he signed his contract. So Anything can happen down the road, but in the last couple of years of Trout's current contract, <laughs> the players he's going to be playing with are 12 years old right now. <laughs> <laughs> and broke. <laughs> and it's the FM 96 March Madness Tournament of 64 Small Towns going on right now at FM96.com. Powered by Jim Smith from Sutton Select Realty, Holly Gully, Partridge Landscaping, and Maserati of London with Alfa Romeo of London. Got to congratulate yesterday's winners, including reigning champion St. Mary's. 75% of the votes over Ben Miller. See you later, Ben Miller. Ingersoll got 68% of the votes over Goebbels. You got to go, Goebbels. <laughs> Glencoe got 61% of the votes over top-seeded Fingal. Oh, an upset. Who who seeded Fingal? Number one. I think Boss Brad did just because it had a funny name. And Delaware got 72% of the votes over Oil Springs. Today's matchups. We're starting with out of the north, Granton. Versus Bayfield, Jim. Yes, Taz. Granton, Ontario. Not to be confused with Scranton, home of Dunder Mifflin on The <laughs> Office. But there are three guys in town with the same haircut as Dwight Schrute. Yes, Granton <laughs> is home to one of the most exquisite pavilions in all of Luke and Biddulph. 
And some fun facts that pop up from Wikipedia when you search Granton, Ontario include, sorry, did you mean Granton, Wisconsin? And sorry, did you mean Granton, Nova Scotia? They're taking on Bayfield in this round. Bayfield, known for a lot of senior tourists, but they have some new ideas to bring in a younger generation of tourists. It has actually changed the spelling of Bay to B-A-E. So now it's Bayfield. Hey, Bay. Hey, Bayfield. It hasn't. It certainly has, Taz. I would never lie. I wouldn't recommend spending a weekend at Bayfield's iconic The Little Inn until the weather is warmer. But if any guys want to jump in Lake Huron right now, you may end up with a little innie. That's <laughs> uh, Granton versus Bayfield. Out of the East today, we have Otterville taking on Drumbo. Oh, Otterville. What can you say about Otterville that hasn't already been said about otters? It's small, cute, and smells like fish. <laughs> but on a serious note... Otterville, kind of a cool history. In the early 1800s, it uh, freed black people and escaped slaves from America. They fled persecution and found homes in Otterville, making Otterville one of the first sanctuary cities in Canada. Very progressive, Otterville. Taking on Drumbo. Not oh, thank to- God. I was worried you were going to make a joke about it. No, I think that's cool. <laughs> Drumbo, not to be confused with that elephant that was murdered in St. Thomas by a train. Nope, it's a stone's throw away from the 401, and all you need to know about Drumbo is what you can find in the iconic store, Moros of Drumbo. It's one of those general stores that seems to have everything, and what you could buy in Drumbo right now on sale is a Sea-Doo rocking horse, a combination kitchen knife and screwdriver set, and 50% off flannel shirts. Morals of Drumbo. And let's take a close look at the South matchup today. Elmer versus Belmont. Yes, Taz, starting with Belmont. Beautiful small town that is home of Anger's Lawn Care. That's right, Anger's Lawn Care. Where we don't cut your grass, we just scream at it until it cuts itself. <laughs> also home to Dempster's Dempster's bread division of Canada. Wow. A fun fact there. Which is why you'll see people born and raised in Belmont walking around with novelty t-shirts that say, I was bred in Belmont. (laughs) They're taking on Elmer this morning. Elmer, Ontario. Tell us more. Where dreams of living in St. Thomas go to die. (laughs) But where dreams of delicious chicken wings live on size bowling lane in Elmer is home to reportedly some of the best wings in all of southwestern Ontario. But if you want a real treat in your mouth, try the sausage at Johnson's Meat. That's right. I said Johnson's Meat. That's right. There's a place there called Johnson's Meat. We got it. <laughs> and Jim, what do you got out of the West for us? Inwood taking on Walkers. Inwood, Ontario is known for the YouTube channel One Pug Life, where guys who jump go-karts over piles of burning junk are also known as less classy versions of the trailer park boys. It's also home of Chuck's Wagon. Yes, a fry stand in the middle of nowhere. Chuck's Wagon slogan is, my name is Chuck, and I like to... Wait, is that a car? (laughs) Nah, just a cow. 
<laughs> They're taking on Walkers this morning. The smallest town in the tournament by far and the only main intersection to feature two dirt roads intersecting. It's called Walkers because that's the most common mode of transportation in this quaint, quaint village. Welcome to Walkers, where every house comes with its own personal scrapyard. <laughs> but, but they do appreciate art in Walker. Just check out this tree trunk carving I found on Google Maps that is quite clearly a penis. Hey That's a mushroom. That yeah. is quite clearly. <laughs> That's a mushroom. Genital. Are you kidding? Look at that. Okay, those are your matchups. Polling ends at 7 p.m. If you want your small town to move on, you need to vote now. And you can do that immediately at FM96.com. Good news and bad news to report on the Amber Alert that was issued yesterday for a five-year-old girl. The good news is she was found safe a few hours after the alert was issued. Her father has been taken into custody. The bad news is people once again called 911. The alert was uh, canceled around 6 p.m. People were still receiving the alert hours later, so they called 911. Please uh, remind people 911 is not a complaint service. If the alert was still going out, it was a technical issue. They were complaining because the girl had been found and they were still getting the alerts yes <laughs> slightly better if they are aware that she's been found yeah. but still who thinks that you call 911 to complain about that it, it's it, it is it's better than last time they were complaining that they got the amber alert in the first place oh i'm in london ontario watching tv i'm not gonna see her well unfortunately they don't have the technology to pinpoint the people that are gonna see the girl or her father or the car that they're driving, that's just impossible. Yeah. So they have to send it to everybody. Suck it up. Get over it. Don't call 911. This is how you should feel when you get an Amber Alert on your phone. Uh, this is my sister-in-law. She wrote on Facebook, this is the first time an Amber Alert has shown up on my phone. I'm so glad the system is reaching everyone. Thankful to hear that the girl was found safe. Also, this is the first time I've had to explain to my daughter what an Amber Alert is because we were both watching TV when the phone went off. When she heard what it was about and that there was a missing girl, she went to the door, put her boots on to go outside and look for her. See? That's what it's all about, man. It's being part of a community, and you want to help your neighbor, and you want to make sure that these children are found safe. I got some of those Amber Alerts hours later as well, and then you just flick it away. Like, it's done. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's, move talk on about with your life. minor inconvenience. Be glad she was found. It did startle me, though. I was driving my car, and it, it came over the speakers. I had FM 96 cranked up, actually, in my car. So the stereo was pretty loud. My phone is synced through. When that noise goes off. I did a little mm-hmm. a little jolt. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think about calling 911, though. I want to see you, Peacock. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is here, and he wants to tell us about his new favorite sport, what is it, Dev? Russian man slapping. Russian man slapping. So last weekend in Serbia, they had uh, their man slapping contest where two guys stand at a podium. And there's different contestants, but this is near the this this video is of the end where they stand at a podium 
and they just you slap each other back and forth for as long as you can until one person just gives up or is knocked out. It looks like the exact same setup as a as a arm wrestling match, right? I was, was going to say it looks like the, the Family Feud. <laughs> yeah, the buzzer they stand <laughs> at. They you can so. use the podium to steady yourself and brace, but you cannot block the slap. You have to keep your hands on the podium while the other guy slaps you in the face. Yes. Okay, are we watching this? Yeah, Is that so, what you want to do? So I want to. So like, the, is there swearing in it? Are we okay? It's, it's all in Russian, Russian, so maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's over. You know, so the big fat guy with the beard, he won the the whole contest. I like how he he lined up his his his, his palm and then wound the, back. That's my slap. complaint here. If they want this to make be a legit sport, the beard needs to go. You can't aim. He's that's covered true. up where his chin is. This guy's got his exposed chin. So if you get a palm you can't strike, get the slap. You can't get the good slap in yeah. there. Or like there's like there's UFC fighters that uh, will will strike with their palms in its effective way. So if you get the guy on the chin with your palm, it's just as bad as a punch. But this guy's got the beard. You can't judge exactly where it is. Not to mention the padding. Yeah, the guy with the beard is basically going after the guy's jaw. And that's uh-huh. how he knocked him. I mean, he wasn't going for the for, for the. You cheek don't go slap. for the cheek. That's a or the forehead. Like that's really dumb. Don't go for the forehead. Huh. Go for the temple or get him right on the button. Yeah. Either kill him. You can hit both with one <laughs> hand, yeah. though. Really, right? Get the with finger right yeah. in there. I w- you're joking. This is not a sport you would enjoy. No, not at all. But <laughs> but I, I I've honestly since I saw this yesterday, I've been thinking about like if I if I was gonna like you know get a slap off with someone. Like how many slaps could I go? And I think I don't know. I think I'd do pretty good in a slap off. Your head, you got a you got a strong looking head there, Dev. Yeah, I would much rather slap contest Jim Kelly than you. <laughs> I got this thin neck, you know. Yeah, looks like I'll just snap off. I bet you if I similar weight class, I bet I could take ten to fifteen slaps before I'd get KO'd or have to tap out. Well, we'll find out tomorrow morning, this time, right here on the Tap Show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wait, 165 pounds? I have no interest in doing this. Uh, would you ever do it? We did it in grade school. Um, I used to do the one where you do put your hands out and you slap yeah. each other's hands, and that was yeah. enough for me. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't actually want to do this, but I, I, I'd, I'd be curious, like, how long I could last. Now, with the, with the big guy there, I mean, he would just probably smack me in, <laughs> with one smack. He's like an expert at this. But if, I, if there was an amateur, uh, you know, face slapper. Slapping league. I'd, I'd, I'd be curious. I'd, I'd step into the ring maybe once. When you practice this, is it because when, you, when you're in the boxing ring and you're practicing boxing, you wear different gear, right? Do you have a headset dress on? Like and, Olympic boxers? Right. <laughs> headdress, what do they call Head protector. Yeah, yeah. Face protector. Like, how do you practice? Or do you just use? Do you use, just use a glove and slap each other with a glove <laughs> yeah. like they did when they wanted to duel in the olden days? Maybe you have to keep a slap. novelty foam finger on your hand the whole time. <laughs> That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio ninety five point nine on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM ninety six or fm96.com.